Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Tottle, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Oh, Silver, let's go, big fellow. I'll Silver. The Lone Ranger and Toto were watching from a hilltop. When they saw a westbound stagecoach winding through the valley, they hurried downhill to a pile of boulders near the trail. From here, Tonto, we can see who's in the stagecoach. You think this stagecoach bring judge? There's supposed to be a judge on this one. We'll soon know. I hope it's Judge Allen. Oh, him plenty honest. Why him come here? He's a settle an argument between a rancher named Holbrook and the Indians in White Cloud's village. Oh. Some time ago, the government gave a deed to property to White Cloud and another deed to Holbrook. The boundary between the two was marked by a stream of water. Oh, why their argument? Because a year ago, during the spring thaws, the water changed its course and cut deeply into the land belonging to the Indians. Holbrook immediately claimed that the land between the dried bed where the stream originally ran and the present stream. He claimed that the stream marks the boundary line. 
And the Indians claim that the line is marked by the original course of the stream. Uh, many land fights start because of boundary line. That's why this case is important, Tonto. We'll establish a precedent. It'll be bad if the judge rules that the Indians lose much of their land because a stream of water changed its course. Uh, plenty bad. It'll mean that anyone whose boundary is marked by a stream of water can take land from his neighbor by moving the stream. Uh, me here a whole brook. Him make plenty trouble. Yes, he's the greediest man I've ever heard of, Tonto. When he wants something, he gets it. By hook or crook. Well, here comes stagecoach. Now we can see who the judge is. You think Judge Allen ruled for Indians? Judge Allen will rule fairly. His decision, whatever it is, will be the right one. Oh, one passenger in stagecoach. Yes, it's Judge Allen. And that good. Yes. Now I wonder what will happen. What you mean? Holbrook wants that land very badly. He tried to buy it from White Cloud's people before the stream changed his course. Now he sees a chance to get it for nothing. He'll put up a fight if Judge Allen rules against him. Anything him can do? There might be. That stagecoach will stop in Cold Springs to change horses. Then we'll go on to Newfield. That town near Holbrook Ranch. That's right, Tonto. Judge Allen will probably go there to discuss the situation with the Indian agent, a man named Bart Benson. If we start now, we can get to Newfield ahead of the judge. We'll make camp, and you go into town and see what you can learn when the judge and Bart Benson talk. If the judge is going to rule against Holbrook, we may have to prepare for trouble. Oh, we start now? Yes. One to Get out, scout. The Lone Ranger and Toto left the winding stagecoach trail and rode across the rolling rock-studded prairie to reach Newfield ahead of the judge. The masked man remained in camp while Toto rode into town and found a seat on the porch of the Indian agent's office. Corbett, the foreman on Holbrook's ranch, was with Bart Benson, the Indian agent. Presently, Holbrook arrived. Mm, hello, Holbrook. Have a chair. Thank you, Benson. Howdy, boss. I just got back from Cold Springs. Did the judge arrive? Yeah, I saw his stage. He's on the way here now. It's the judge you didn't want, Judge Allen. Mm. An honest judge, Holbrook. You can't uh, negotiate with Judge Allen. Mm. You don't have a chance to get title to that property with Allen handing down the ruling. I talked to the judge, boss, and sounded him out. He figures that anyone could change the course of a stream with blasting and digging. Therefore, the boundary of property shouldn't be changed just because the stream has moved. It'll take a strong argument to change his mind. Well, maybe I've got an argument that'll convince him. Benson, I might need some help from you. Huh? There'll be some cash in it. Well, I'm always open to a proposition. Indian agents don't get paid much. Before you talk too much, boss, I better close the window. There's an engine sitting on the porch. You can hear what's said. Most likely he doesn't savvy English, but there's no use taking chances. Yeah. Now you can talk. Benson, here's what I have in mind. Toto stayed on the porch for about a quarter of an hour, so it would not be obvious that he left because he could no longer hear the conversation in the office of the Indian agent. He rode slowly until he reached the end of town. Then he hurried to the camp where the Lone Ranger was waiting. In a few words, he told the masked man as much as he knew. And you couldn't hear what Holbrook wanted the Indian agent to do? No. Me not learn much. You've learned quite a bit, Tonto. Steady there, Silver. I'm going to tighten your cinch. You learn that Holbrook is going to hire Bart Benson, and it's probably for something underhanded. Ah. 
He's going to do something to make sure Judge Allen rules in his favor. That's right. I want to know what Holbrook plans to do. The Indian agent can tell us. How you make him talk? They'll bring Benson here to camp. We go right now? Yes, easy, sir. Easy, 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 fellow. The Lone Ranger and Toto went to the rear of the Indian agent's office, so the masked man would not be seen and questioned by anyone who might be in the street. Toto dismounted, went around the building, and for the second time that day, walked up to the porch. This time, however, he didn't sit down. He went inside. Bart Benson, seated at his desk, was alone in the room. Well, Indian, what can I do for you? A feller in back building. Want powwow with you. Uh, who is he? Now, you go out back door. You see him. Tell him he can come in here if he wants to talk. I'm a busy man. Well, him busy, too. Now, you go out back door and you see Wait, him. Wait, hold on, Redskin. Who do you think you're ordering around? Huh? I... Hey, hey. You go. Put down that gun. You'll never... Now, here, me take your oh, gun. You're... Now, you go quick. All right, all right. I'll, I'll go. But you'll regret this. You've got a lesson coming to you. Last time a redskin got rough with me... You go quick. There, feller who won't talk. You, your mask. That's right, Benson. That's why I didn't care to come around to the front door. There might have been people in the street. What's the meaning of this? Who are... We have a lot to talk about, Benson, but not here. We'll go to my camp where we won't be disturbed. I'm not going... Oh, oh, my arm. There's a you... horse in the shed. We'll saddle it for you. Tie his hands together, Toto. It'll be easier to handle. This is abduction. Uh, you can't fix them. Tie them in front. You wait. You just wait. I have friends around here. They'll see that you get what's coming to you. I expect to meet your friend a little later. You... Now keep quiet or we'll gag you. The stagecoach was following a winding trail that would bring it into Newfield fully three hours after the arrival of the Lone Ranger and Tonto, who had taken a shortcut, and Corbett, who had traveled the same route over the rocky plain. The stage was about one hour from Newfield when Judge Allen became tired of riding alone and took a seat beside the driver. Get up there! Get along, you lazy good-for-nothing! You're not pushing the horse too hard, are you, driver? No, I want to get to Newfield by sundown. Good. I'll be glad to see this trip ended. Hey, uh, Judge, it's none of my business, but I figure maybe you should know. Know what? Well, you're going to be dealing with John Holbrook. Well, not exactly. He's one of the men involved in the case on the other side. Well, that's what I mean. Don Art anxious to get that land belonging to the Indians. So I understand. When Holbrook wants something, he gets it one way or the other. Indeed? I figured I would let you know. You better watch yourself, Judge. Hold, hold it. Hold, hold it. Hold it. What's the matter? But dead ready, look. Look what's on the trail ahead. A tree, yeah. Yeah. What's it got blown down by the wind? Well, the ground is level on both sides of the road. Perhaps you can go around the tree. Yeah, maybe I can if the ground's hard enough. Hate to have to move that tree. Now I'll get down and have a look. Well, I'll get down and have a look with you. It'll be a good chance to stretch my legs. Yeah, suit yourself. <laughs> Gone, I can't figure how that tree could have blown down since the last time I was over this road. Be no high hey, wind. Easy, hey, hey. Don't make a move. We have you covered. Corbett. Well, if it isn't Judge Allen. Hey, who are you? What's the meaning of jumping out from behind a rock like this and holding guns? Judge Allen, that's Holbrook. The other critters is top hand. He's Corbett. Yes, I saw him in Cold Springs. 
So you are John Holbrook, eh? That's right, John. Uh, I thunder, I bet these critters cut down that tree just so we'd have to stop here. They were laying in wait for us. What is this, Holbrook, a stick-up? Not exactly. Let's call it a conference between me and Judge Allen. Holbrook, what do you mean? You and I have a lot to talk about, Judge. Mainly the ruling about the land. You see, I don't intend to let White Cloud and his Indians have that land. Now, I thought if you and I had a little talk, perhaps I could persuade you to decide in my favor. If you think you can influence me? (laughs) I've got some mighty strong arguments for my side, Your Honor. John Holbrook and his top hand, Corbett, forced the driver to unhitch the team while they tied the judge's hands. Now, driver, get the judge's handbag from the stagecoach. You get it yourself. Don't talk to my boss like that. Why? I'll do what Mr. Holbrook says. I have to whack you again. I'll use the barrel of my gun. You'd better do as they want. All right, Judge Allen. I'll get the bag. The judge might need some of the things that are in it. Here it is. All right, now come back here, driver. What's your game, Holbrook? How far do you think you'll get with this kind of a deal? Far enough. Try the driver's hands, Corbett. Right, boss. Now you see him. Give me your hands and shut up. Make them good and tight. Don't worry. I'm tired, man. He stays tired. Holbrook, I suppose you plan to use force to make me rule in your favor on the title to that piece of land. Well, that's a first-rate guess, Judge Allen. Corbett learned how I felt about the matter when he talked to me in Cold Springs. You shouldn't have talked so much. If you seek methods like these... Save it. You'll hear all the details when we get to where we're going. It'll hold you. If it doesn't hold me, Corbett, you'll be a dead pigeon. That's a promise. All right, Corbett, set fire to the stage. Right, fire. Just as the Indians would do. You see, this is to look like the work of Indians. Members of White Cloud's tribe. Of all the cowardly tricks. We just started, Judge Allen. Before we're through, the Indians may be charged with a lot more than the burning of a stagecoach. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue. After capturing Judge Allen and the driver and setting fire to the stagecoach, Corbett took the stage horses into White Cloud's territory, while Holbrook forced the prisoners to go to White Rock. In the meantime, the Lone Ranger and Toto had reached camp with the Indian agent. They tied Bart Benson's hands and feet and placed him on the ground with his back against a tree. Now, Benson, you're going to talk. You'll be sorry for this. I'm not interested in empty threats. 
I want information. You just wait till the law hears No one's going to hear anything while you're tied up here. There's a chance that you may not be around to know what happens after this little conference. You... What's Holbrook going to do about Judge Allen? Judge Allen? I said, what is Holbrook going to do about Judge Allen? But, uh, how can you be interested? Why are you... I've repeated my question. You can't possibly misunderstand look, it. Look, mister, you've got the wrong man. I don't know anything about Holbrook's plan. Don't lie. Anna was on your porch while Holbrook was in your office. You mean he... Oh, so you're that Indian who... That's was... right. All Indians look alike to you, don't they, Benson? You're not interested in them as people. You're interested only in money. And you're always open to a proposition. Isn't that what you told Holbrook just before Corbett closed the window in your office? Are you... You eavesdropping redskin? The government pays you to work in the interest of the Indians. What do you suppose White Cloud will say when he finds you're prepared to sell him out? What do you suppose White Cloud will do if he comes here and finds you tied? Come on, Toto. We'll go to White Cloud. No, no, wait. Make it fast. Oh, you can't leave me here. You can't let those Indians go to work on me. They'll They'll make you wish you'd taken advantage of this chance to talk. Steady there, Stuart. No, don't go. I'll talk. I'll talk. Listen to me. Holbrook wants the judge to rule against the Indians on a land boundary. What does Holbrook plan to do to the judge? He's going to capture him. He's going to force him to put his ruling in writing. He'll hand the ruling over to me, and I'm supposed to see that it's enforced. Does Holbrook plan to kill the judge? Yes, yes. He and Corbett, they... They'll burn the stagecoach and leave the horses near White Cloud's place, so the murder will look like Indian work. Burn the stagecoach? You mean to say they've already started out to meet the stage? Yes. Hello, keep an eye on this man till I get back. Ah. I'm going to try to reach the stagecoach before it's too late. Easy, steady, big fellow. One fiddle there! The Lone Ranger followed the stagecoach trail eastward to the scene of the abduction. There were hoof marks on the ground. A full moon made it easy to follow the tracks of three horses across the plains. Presently, he saw a massive rock pile some distance ahead. Oh, Silver, oh, easy, steady, big fellow. He dismounted and left Silver at ground hitch to proceed more quietly on foot. Drawing closer, he realized that the rocks made a natural fortress. But he didn't know that at some time past, men who had used the fort had protected themselves against surprise attack by digging a moat, a trench fully ten feet deep, over which they had laid a flimsy covering of twigs and grass. Soon, the Lone Ranger heard voices from beyond the rocks. That's Holbrook. Don't worry about that, boss. How you making out with a judge? He's stubborn about making out a paper. We'll have to work on him. Thought I'd wait for you. Well, I'm here now. Crouching low, the Lone Ranger drew a gun and started forward. Then the ground beneath his feet gave way. What's that? Something fell into the ditch. Come on, we'll find out if it's man of peace. Well, whatever it is, it's trapped. Scrambling over the rocks, Holbrook and Corbett came to the place where the Lone Ranger had broken through the covering of the pitfall. Don't get too close to the edge. Hey, you. Who's down there? You'll find out when you hold me up. Drop a rope. We'll find out before we haul you up. Where'd you come from? I'll answer no questions until you get me out. Then you can stay there until we're ready to get you out. In camp where the Indian agent was held captive... Toto began to feel concern at the long-continued absence of the Lone Ranger. He built a fire to serve as a beacon. Still, the masked man did not return. Toto had tried several times to get more information from Bart Benson without success. Finally, Toto drew a knife from the sheath in his belt. It glinted in the firelight as he felt the keen blade. What are you going to do with that knife? Maybe find out if you know where Holbrook take judge. Maybe that's where masked friend goes. I can't tell what I don't know. You win. Me not hurt you. Me put knife away. Oh. Me go look for mask friend. Leave you here. 
But first make sure ropes are plenty tight. As Tonto leaned to inspect the ropes, Bart Benson saw the knife, which had been put only lightly in the sheath, fall out and drop to the ground. As Tonto moved away from the campfire, Bart Benson fairly held his breath, for fear the Indian would discover that he had dropped his knife. For several minutes after Tonto rode away, the Indian agent waited motionless. Then, when he no longer heard the hoofbeats, he squirmed forward until he could reach the knife with his hands, which had been tied at the wrists. It took some straining and struggling, but presently, Benson managed to cut the ropes. Then he cut the bonds about his ankles. He was free. He hurried to the place where his horse had been left. He tightened the cinch, then picked up the reins and leaped to the saddle. Get up there! The Lone Ranger had tried to scale the perpendicular side of the pitfall several times. He knew that while he remained there utterly helpless, Holbrook and Corbett were arguing with Judge Allen. He knew also that as the judge remained stubborn, the arguments would soon give way to more violent means of persuasion. I'm trying to be patient with you, Judge Allen, but there's a limit to my patience. Holbrook, no matter what you do to me, you can't win. Well, that's where you're wrong. Can't you get it through your head that I'll win no matter what happens? When you and the driver are found dead, the Indians will be blamed for the murders, just as they'll be blamed for burning the stage and stealing the horses. That won't give you the land that belongs to White Cloud. If you're killed, there'll be another judge. He may not be so stubborn. You'll save his life by giving me what I want. And you'll kill me as soon as you have it. You know very well I'll jail you if I'm free. You're all wrong on this, Holbrook. A mere letter from me won't give you possession of that land. There will have to be a court action, during which you will present your side and White Cloud will present his. We got that figured out. There'll be a court action with a local judge presiding. Now, if we take him a letter with your recommendations and explain that you were called away, you'll see that I get the land. Especially with the Indian agent on our side. You have it all worked out, haven't you? That's right. Now, you just write a letter explaining that you've been called away. But that you've studied the case and that it's your opinion the land should be mine. And then... Hey, boss, someone's coming. <coughs> now, look over the rocks, see who it is. Might be another candidate for the pitfall, huh? Someone just came over the hill. Is there moon enough to show who it is? Looks like Benson. Benson? Yeah, yeah, it is. You better warn him about the pitfall. He knows about it. He knows where to cross over. Oh, oh, oh! What's the matter, Benson? I thought I'd better tell you, Holbrook. There's a masked man and an Indian looking for you. Yeah? Yeah, they captured me. I was held while the masked man set out to warn the judge. He set out before dark. Well, he was too late. We got the judge. Maybe the masked man's the one who came here. He's in the pitfall over yonder. Well, then you got him, huh? That's good. We'll deal with him as soon as we get what we want from the judge. Benson didn't suspect that Tonto had left his knife near the fire on purpose in the hope that the Indian agent would free himself and hurry to Holbrook. Tonto had followed at a distance. When he came to the top of a hill and saw Benson at the rocks, he quickly dismounted and left his horse behind the hill. He hugged the ground, inching forward on his stomach. When he neared the rocks, he saw a gaping hole to his right and moved toward it to investigate. Meanwhile, inside the circle of rocks, Corbett was unlacing one of the driver's boots. This is going to be tough on you, driver, but you can thank Judge Allen for it. What are you going to do? You ought to be able to guess. I'd hurry with that boot, Corbett. This is your last chance, Alan. If you're ready to start writing your decision in my favor, you won't have to watch the driver get... No, no, no. Don't, Ed. I'll give you what you want. Well, at last you're showing sense. I'd untie his hands. No, you shouldn't do it to save me, Judge. I have no choice. I'll give them what they want, not only to save you, but to save the next judge who might come here. (laughs) 
There you are, Holbrook. There's your letter. Thank you, Judge Allen. Yeah. Now, should we let the judge and driver have it for us? Might as well. I'll take that paper. Oh, 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 my arm! Come on, Tuttle, let's take him. Ah, man. I'll kill you. Oh, you won't. Taking down from the rocks, the Lone Ranger and Tuttle met Holbrook and Benson hand to hand, while Corbett writhed with the pain of a broken arm. A well-directed blow put Holbrook down. Corbett reached for a gun with his good hand, but the masked man was too quick. No, you don't. She got this one. Oh, my arm, you're twisting it. Hand over there. You're covered. Keep an eye on them, Tuttle. I'll free the judge and driver. I'll cut the rope around your feet, Judge Allen, and you can free the driver. There you are. There was one man caught in the pitfall. Yes, Toto found me there. He lowered his lariat and pulled me out. Hey, Judge, I reckon this is the first time you and me have had a masked man on our side. Well, I'm not one to question the way in which Providence sends help. Now, we'll tie these men and drop them into the pitfall. They'll stay there until the law comes for them. It was three days later when Judge Allen held court in Newfield. White Cloud stated his case simply. Holbrook, Corbett, and Benson were in court wearing handcuffs with deputies who would return them to the jail to await another trial after the present one was finished. No one was aware of the masked man and the Indian who sat on their horses outside and watched the proceedings through a window. The court has studied this case and heard testimony from both sides. The decision about to be rendered is important for two reasons. First, it may serve as an example by which other similar cases may be decided. Second, it will give evidence that the principles on which our government is founded are more than mere words on paper. In our courts, all men have equal rights without prejudice. A stream that marked the boundary has changed its course. In this case, it was an act of God. If this course ruled that those who own land could lose their property because of this, it would be a simple matter for unscrupulous people to gain possession of land bounded by a similar stream to increase their holdings by artificially diverting the water. This court, therefore, rules that the boundary remain as fixed and marked by the former bed of the stream. Holbrook, if you are not satisfied with this decision... You may appeal and insist on trial by jury. Uh, what's the use? I know when I'm licked. What about the other case? Abduction and intent to kill? Yeah. That will be another trial. And I promised the masked man I would remain here to see that you and your friends were punished to the full extent of the law. That masked man. He has added greatly to the list of those who are indebted to him. White Cloud and the Indian. The driver of the stagecoach owes his life to that masked man, and so do I. Yes, many people are indebted to the masked man. He is the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's drama was written by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played...